Discovering Asian dramas back in 2018 was an enlightening moment for me, and I've never looked back. I enjoy talking about them just as much as watching them, so much so that I decided to create a podcast with a heavier focus on Chinese dramas, but passing through Korean, Japanese, Thai and Filipino dramas. Welcome to the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast, your corner for drama talking. For more Tea and Soju content, consider joining Patreon, where I release extra reviews and polls. Everything is linked in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and we have another special guest episode and I'm very excited because this week we've got not only one but two guests on and they will introduce themselves in just a little bit. So I'm very excited and I will give them over the floor. So Naz, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Naz, and I am one half of the host of the Soul Sisters podcast. Thank you so much for having me, or Liliana. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited. And Ori, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hola. Hello, everyone. That's the wrong language for this podcast, but y'all know <laughs> I'm saying hello. Um, I am also the other half of the Soul Sisters podcast. So happy to be here. I'm very excited to have you both on because you guys tend to speak a little bit more about K-dramas, but you also watch Chinese dramas. And I thought it'd be very exciting to have you guys on. So let's go ahead and start with some just, you know, questions about your own podcast and all of that. So either one of you can go ahead and answer this one. But what made you want to start a podcast and how did it come about? Like, what's your like origin story for your own podcast? Nice. Royal, do you want to start? <laughs> no, you can start this time. <laughs> okay. I feel like I, I don't start. I don't start well. Oh, no, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so so basically, Oriel and I would like buddy watch K dramas all the time, um, and we would also like watch K dramas that the other person wasn't watching, and then we would like for some reason give each other like full on like recaps of like what was going on that week in whatever K drama we were watching, and like we would just have like the best conversations about K dramas. I'd be like, we should have a podcast. I think it was Oriel mentioned it first, and I was just like, yeah, we should, and then like. The, it just like died like it just nothing nothing happened and I think basically for like a few weeks it was like we we're kind of going back and forth just being like oh my gosh yeah we have our podcast da, da, da. and I'd be like oh yeah that should be our name da, da, da. but like the other person didn't know if the other person was ever serious so then finally Oriel was like yes yeah, so like what do we start our podcast I was just like I'm ready when you are like I've been waiting like let's do it and she was just like wait what like you've been serious and I was like yeah like I, I thought you weren't serious so that's kind of how it came about and we we're just like yeah like let's do it and then we immediately just went to work um, that was like the end of 2021, just really starting to lay like the foundations and outlining everything. And here we are now. And it's been so much fun. <laughs> it definitely yes. is. It's a little bit crazy when you like go from um, making that decision to, yeah, we're, we're going to do this to I then recording that. that first episode. I remember yes. when I did my very own first episode and then I hit like stop recording at the end and it felt a little bit surreal. Like, did we just do that? <laughs> I just do that. <laughs> And then like putting it out there, that was like the yeah. most nerve wracking bit is like putting yes. that first episode out 
and like thinking yeah. is it even gonna land because like yeah I kept thinking well if nobody listens it's fine like at least I get to talk about whatever dramas that I'm loving <laughs> yes. So, yes so yeah it's it's really exciting to get like that episode up and running um yes yes so yeah what is like and then like I had down what is like your podcast creating journey like so how do you guys choose mm -hmm. uh you know how do you divide do you divide the work between the both of you how do you like choose episodes because I always find that really yeah. fascinating to talk about because for me personally obviously they, there's just me so I just do whatever the heck I want every week and I hope it's okay but I'm always like super curious when there's like two hosts like how you know what's the process behind it so yeah yes the good thing about Naz and I is we were having a podcast before we actually had a podcast if that makes sense like we yeah. would send each other 40 minute long voice memos <laughs> and voice notes um and every month we would like screen K dramas we're gonna watch and then decide on the one we're gonna watch so that's kind of how we do it now in the mm -hmm. podcast form mm -hmm. um even though it's a little bit different but we we will decide which dramas we want to watch from a list of dramas um right now currently we've been doing older dramas because we have mm -hmm. such a backlog of dramas that we watch during yes. that period before we started podcasting mm -hmm. um so yeah usually that's how we watch it we're very collaborative it's not like uh oh we're gonna do the drama you want to watch this week yeah. and we're gonna do the drama you want to watch yeah. um even though me and Ned's taste in dramas has split a lot over the years mm -hmm. um usually we just come to a consensus like okay which drama are we watching which drama are we reviewing let's do it from there because we kind of are type a people together yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we kind of do it that way I think social media is where it gets a little tricky but as far as the podcasting creating part it's pretty easy for us because yeah. we're like okay which one are we going to agree to watch okay when we do our notes what do you have on this and it's yeah because me and Naz kind of think the same a lot on all of those oh. things but yeah yeah see yeah. I'm when it comes to like podcasting for me that's the easy part because yeah. I I really enjoy just talking like sometimes I think oh, I really don't feel like recording but once I get it like set up and get to recording it just kind of flows and yeah. it feels like yeah. nice but the social media part of it is like where I'm just like I I I get so lost half the time I'm like I don't know you do such post. a good job you though. do a great oh, job on so socials well. you really do <laughs> like with your reels and stuff and like your reposts yes. like you do a, a great job oh, thank you you educate but, us uh, yeah well thank you <laughs> um but yeah, I I feel like I you were talking about like doing all the dramas and I actually mentioned this to Jess from the day back and it's mm -hmm. the same with you guys. I love it when like Korean drama podcasts or Asian drama podcasts in general cover those older yeah. dramas because I have a real problem with watching them. Like I, I just, yeah. there's just something that I just cannot like get into them. Mm -hmm. And then yes. I feel like, I feel like, I don't want to force myself. I did used to, right? Right at the beginning, I used to like almost force myself to watch stuff just because people would say, um, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's a classic. You have mm -hmm. to watch it. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where I was like, I ain't about this. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't be doing it. I, I get it. It's classic. So now I just listen to like your podcast and like Jess does a lot of the older dramas. I listen mm -hmm. to that and I'm like, Aww. I feel like I'm good. I'm good. Yep. Like I've, I haven't watched it, but I'm good. I know what it yes. is about. And 
So yes. yeah, I I always really appreciate like the older drama reviews yeah, because yeah. I just feel like um you know I can watch it without watching it if that right. makes sense. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> right. I, we do. We did that too before our podcast. Like we will listen to other drama podcasts of shows we haven't watched just to listen to it, and we're like, oh, we watched it. So yeah, we watched it through exactly. Podcasts. Exactly. It's like it's like um I think this really cemented itself with me. And this isn't like a really old drama, but this is one of like my most controversial opinions ever on Korean dramas. I know, Mm -hmm. right? So you guys know um Goblin, the very famous epic. I knew it. I can't do it. I can't. I dropped it. Episode four. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Liliana, Liliana, um, okay, I don't want to be that person, but please I I don't know what your okay, we could talk offline. I don't know what your apprehension is, but I please I implore you, push (laughs) forward. Push forward. Right. My problem with it. There's 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 various problems that I had with it. Like I watched it up to episode four or five or something, mm-hmm. and so I feel like for a Korean drama, that's a pretty like fair you know amount of episodes yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't. I don't. Uh, probably another controversial opinion. I cannot get like behind the female lead's character. Like I just I don't I don't click with her character. There's nothing yeah. there, and I'm like frustrated or whatever i'm just watching it and you know what it was as well it was the fact that every single person online was like you have to watch it you have to watch it you have to watch it and like the more people would say you have to watch it the more i was like i don't want to i'm not going to yeah 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 yeah. no i feel that like i i totally get it it is like one of those classics and everybody absolutely like one of my very very close friends here in the uk like i've known her for a very long time Mm -hmm. she loves goblin and this is like an argument we've had for ages (laughs) like this back and forth and she's like i give up i give up like just go your own way um but it's just like it's one of those things that i cannot click with it and it it is it is one of those dramas that I know if I mention it, a load of people like up in arms and yeah. they'll be like, oh, no, no, no. But yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't really feel, and I know like people say the best thing about that drama is like Lee Dong Wook and Gong Hyu together, like them two yeah. and their bromance Amazing. and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I need that earlier to like get me into the drama, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so. no, I understand. No, like I, I totally get it. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe you just need like a few years because I think that some dramas do suffer mm. from being overhyped like I've definitely watched dramas that I felt were like really overhyped that I watched it I was like it was fine like it wasn't yeah, bad, yeah, but it, yeah, was, yeah. it was fine so like sometimes you just need a little bit of space from like the constant pressure to like watch it and like you know maybe you'll give it a chance later on maybe not but even so if you don't that's fine because like I think that's the beauty of like being in this space right like people like yeah. different things people have different have different mm-hmm. opinions about the most popular shows and I think that's what creates like really good conversation and like mm-hmm. if we all like the same things then that wouldn't be fun mm-hmm. so that would that's just true. be that yeah. would just be so boring like I'm yeah. all for having different opinions because yes. at yeah. the end of the day we all like different things we all look for different things within like watching dramas we all seek mm-hmm. something different 
and I feel like, you know, that's cool. We can agree to disagree and still remain friends and still have exactly. really, really interesting conversations. I feel like it's getting into those um, certain spaces, especially out there on, you know, good old Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, oh, yeah. that it can get so dicey and people don't understand that actually instead of hyping the drama that you want people to watch, you're just like making it worse and you're just making right. it like people mm -hmm. want to walk away. It was the, so I don't know if you guys, I don't think you've watched it, but the recently airing like Till the End of the Moon, it's Chinese drama, really, really big. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I heard about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one, for example, it was like you either loved it or you hated it. It was like mm -hmm. fan wars constantly. And oh, it's wow. like, yeah, it was pretty bad, like online in terms of like people talking about it. I loved it, Anlina. You know, I've done plenty of it. I know. I heard I you guys' podcast on yeah, it. Yeah, like, I loved it. I, I did. But, like, I can understand people not enjoying it. But, like, if somebody just said, oh, I don't like it, and I was like, cool, let's go. Yeah. Separate. You know, that's cool, too. Right. Like, tell right. me why you didn't like it. And then we can yeah. sort of, like, have a really good conversation about it, agree to disagree, yeah. and, like, walk our separate ways. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be, um, Yeah. As you guys have discovered, yeah. I go on tangents, clearly. Like, I no, just no, it's so, it's only fine. But what, what you were saying reminded me of, like, Alchemy of Souls and how, like, polarizing oh, yeah. it was, too. Because either people, like, were obsessed, like, I would give my life for this drama. Or, like, they just, like, hated it. And, like, the fan wars online were just insane. I was like, you guys, we're talking Calm about down. TV here. Like, let's relax. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I uh, felt that way. I felt that way about um another Chinese drama, A New Life Begins. I don't know if you've watched I that. I have, one. I have. I, I, I liked it, but I don't know. I feel like my opinion of it was kind of like stunted because I was like, I'm supposed to like it a lot, but yeah. I don't feel that way. Cause a lot of people mm -hmm. love that drama as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think like a lot of the time it's like there's this especially I think not just for everyone but i think especially for like if you're an asian drama content creator mm -hmm. there's almost like this pressure sometimes of you have to like what people are liking because yeah, yeah. you know you want to be in the like circle of people you know of that excitement to like yeah. you know and it's sometimes it can affect like what you want to watch and it can affect the way you perceive a drama so mm -hmm. i i sometimes just end up like it's not working for me right now i i need to let it like go and uh, yeah that that actually happened um it, it was because of goblin actually it was the fact that mm -hmm. It was the fact that, like, I'm supposed to like this, but mm -hmm. I'm not. And, mm -hmm. like, there's this pressure for me to like this. Right. And it just got to the point where I was like, I need to let it go. Like, I can't do it. I, it yeah. Because they, I feel like the drama is going to suffer and your opinion of the drama is going to suffer because you'll, you feel like you need to like it, even yeah. though you probably yeah. don't. So. Yeah. And no, like, yeah, we watch these dramas for fun, right? Exactly. They make us happy. So if you're not liking it, then it's like, why torture yourself just because it's the popular drama and everybody's watching it. You want to be part of the conversation. Like mm. we're supposed to be having fun. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, guys. You've had a little bit of <laughs> insight into what it's like to, to create podcasts <laughs> <Yes>. sometimes. <laughs> um, so 
that is like all our little podcast questions out of the way. So let's get into some drama questions. And I don't mind which one of you go first. But so I feel like this is a pretty standard question whenever we talk about like <laughs> dramas in general. But how long have yeah. you guys been watching Asian dramas? I think it's three years or four, going almost four. It was 2020, Ooh. I think. Yeah. Yes. We're 23. Yeah. So three years. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah and how like I, I i don't think i wrote this one but do you guys remember like what was your very first like drama and you know how did you find them <laughs> um so my first drama was romance is a bonus book um we actually just did a review on it on our show but um literally it just holds such a special place in my heart it's funny because um, I was getting curious about K-dramas because at the time, it was like peak pandemic. I literally, literally every day, 24 hours a day, I was watching Hallmark Channel. Like, I'm not even kidding. And then I was watching like Virgin River and things like that. Like, I'm like grasping, mm-hmm. like, you know, because yeah. a lot of the shows that are popular um, here in the U.S. are just like not my cup of tea. And I was just looking for something different. And um my supervisor at work, she's actually Korean. And I asked her, you know, like, do you watch K-dramas? Like, what do you think about them? Because they would kind of pop up on my page on Netflix. But I was like, I don't, I want to watch one of these, but I don't know where to start. And she was like, well, I don't actually watch K-dramas, but let me ask my friend. So she asked her best friend and her best friend suggested Romance is a Bonus Book and Crash Landing on You. So mm-hmm. I um, watched like the first like five minutes of um, Crash Landing on You. And I was just like, okay, I don't think this is right for me to watch like right now. I'm going to come yeah. back to this. Well, I'll table this for now. Um, I ended up I watched it later and I ended up like being obsessed with it but then I was like let me start with Romance is a bonus book and literally it started like literally the, from the moment it started I was like I, this is what I've been waiting for for my entire life like I love this I want to watch every single k-drama that exists like I just loved it I love the feel I just love the culture I just felt like I was experiencing yeah. something totally new so yeah that was my first experience with k-dramas <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, and I don't think we mentioned this, but K dramas and K pop definitely brought me and Naz's friendship together. Because mm, yes. um, we we knew each other, but we didn't know each other. So that definitely like added to our friendships, which has brought about our podcast too. Yes. But yes. I guess I didn't. I cash landing was the first one for me technically, but I only watched like five minutes of it, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. So I wound up searching through Netflix because netflix kept advertising k-dramas i don't know what was going mm-hmm. on they were like yeah you may like this too and i'm like have i ever watched a k-drama why are you recommending right. a k-drama for me right. i don't know what i like anyway <laughs> they knew before i knew of it yeah um <laughs> so, so i was searching through like the you may like this and i found my hula love and that's the full that's k-drama really that one. i watched yeah, I, I have been bashing it for the past three years because I couldn't remember it. But we recently did a review on it and I was like, oh, it actually was good. Yeah, yes. I, I I really liked my hollow love. There's just something about it that's like little different to the story. Um, yes. So and it's also Great. like short format and it works so well for that drama. So so, yeah, I feel like those are all really good dramas to kind of like start. I've watched all of those, actually. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
I because see my thing is I started with Chinese dramas and it was because Netflix as well like I'm mad at Netflix right now with their whole you know password sharing stuff yeah, but yes. if it hadn't been for Netflix I probably wouldn't have stumbled into this you know world because I used to watch like my uh, partner he huge anime fan and he kind of like introduced me into anime and I used to watch anime on Netflix and then Netflix was like oh you should try this and it was like a Chinese drama called Ashes of Love 63 episodes mm, wow. and I like yes. I know I know I was like see this is why now when like dramas are like really long I'm like I, like I started Damn. with 63 episodes like this yeah. is nothing um but like I I had like it was Christmas break 2018 so like December 2018 mm. Christmas break I usually get a week off work and uh, my partner was working most of my family was working so I was like pretty much alone by myself and I was like well I will press play three days later I binge that thing in three days I and I was like this to me is like catnip because I absolutely <laughs> love fantasy in general yes. and like Chinese fantasy is wild yes it's so different tier. yeah it's so different and I'm like oh my god this is like all the books I've watched on my screen yes. right now <laughs> yes. and I was like this is great so, you know, and then actually, like, for about three months, I didn't actually watch anything else in terms of, like, Asian mm. dramas. And then they suggested another Chinese drama, watch that one. And then they suggested Strong Woman uh, Du Bong Soon. And I was like, mm. yep, yep, that's, like, Korean dramas. Yeah. And that's when, <laughs> you know, I went down the uh, the good old rabbit hole of uh, Asian dramas in, in general. Yes. So, yes. So yeah, they you know strong girl do wrong soon. It's wild. The plot is wild, but it's like special to me because it was my very first mm -hmm. Korean yes. drama. So I think like whenever it's your first drama, you kind of like hold like a little special place for it, no matter what. Like mm -hmm. with Ashes of Love, for me, that's like like I know that's not the best drama out there, but to me, it's like special because it's your first one like it's yeah. you know you're always gonna have a little mm -hmm. soft spot for it i'm actually i, I want to re-watch it but i'm also like petrified of re-watching it and like it not being like I'm as it. good as i remember yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> this is why i have like a real fear of like re-watching any of my favorite dramas because i feel like what if it isn't as good as i remember it being like and then it's, you know, you get a little, like, I get a little bit sad to think, well, it might not go, you know, down mm. that way. So, right. right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What, uh, another question I've got for you guys is, what kind of genre do you enjoy watching the most? Because I feel like both of you have different styles in, like, what you prefer in drama. So I always feel it's quite interesting to see, you know, what genres do you sort of gravitate towards the most? Yeah, so historicals is the top one. I feel like that ventures into anything I'm watching. Any Asian drama, any regular drama, like I love um, historicals and also like rom-com because sometimes I want to laugh. Mm. Yeah. I want to laugh and swoon. Yeah, so those are the ones. But yeah, I feel like that, I don't know if you feel the same way, Liliana, with just regular 
TV shows or movies you watch, but I feel like my taste transfers over everywhere. I didn't think it would, but it does. Um, mm. So, yeah, for me personally, like I, um, what I always ask, like when somebody, it's quite funny because when somebody asks for recommendations, I always ask them, what do they enjoy watching? And that is either, you know, American shows, whatever, because I feel like yeah. that can translate into whatever, you know, because like, if you know what kind of genres you like, you can go into that genre and then it feels a little bit familiar because it's mm. always going to have like a little bit of similarity. So, so yeah, I feel yeah. like for me, I don't mind which country, but I do have like specific countries that I prefer genres mm. from. So like yes. what I mean by that is if I want a youth drama, then I'm going to China. Like China does yeah. youth dramas really, really well. If mm. I want something like a really, really good like found family, I would tend to go to Korean dramas, but I feel like that's been lacking a little bit lately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I used to be like, for a, it's quite funny, two years ago, I used to be like Korean drama focused way mm -hmm. more and like, and my scale was way tipped towards Korean dramas. Mm -hmm. Then a year ago, it kind of evened out between Chinese and Korean. And now it's just gone like Chinese and like less yeah. Korean. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's personally for me because i feel like korean dramas in terms of like storytelling have been suffering a little bit lately mm -hmm. um but yeah that's that's how i kind of like go about that what about you Nas? what kind of like genres do you really really enjoy yeah so like similar to like what oriel said i love a good rom-com as well sucker for a rom-com i'll definitely will always at least check out the first episode um I also love slice of life that is like my whole heart oh my goodness yeah. I just I just love the slow easy vibes like slow mm. burn just everyday situational stuff I just it's everything for me like the healing it's just it's so nice yeah and um I also I think probably in the last year or so maybe two years or so I have really fallen in love with like melodramas and like kind of like things that lean into kind of like the thriller category yeah nothing like scary um but like kind of more like mystery um suspense like lies and obsession you know messy type of dramas not makjang like not full-on yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you know just like the type of stuff that like there's someone has a secret or like da -da -da, you know things like the glory or like things like that yeah. like I've really grown to love um things that mm -hmm. like how always have twists and turns so I have probably my tops there's actually one drama k-drama it's one of my favorites and it kind of fits that description really well but i feel like it's really not talked about very much i don't know if you guys have watched it. it's called the memorist uh -huh. and i've never seen that one i've heard of it though yeah it's really really good it stars uh and now i've forgotten it stars female lead from the red sleeve and oh my boo really? yeah yeah like this drama i don't know why oh. i watched it while it was on air and when it mm -hmm. came out like the chatter for it was pretty quiet at the time yeah. Yeah. but i absolutely loved it like i could not guess any of it until the yeah. end it was really yeah. really good really good like really yeah. well acted i don't tend to do like thrillers all the yeah. time like i'll yeah. watch yeah. them every now and again but that one i was like on the edge of my seat and like running for the episodes every week because wow. it was that good oh my goodness i'm adding that to my watch list Thank you should you. honestly yeah it's, 
Because I feel like it's one of those that I I feel like it's really good, but it just yeah. feels like not a lot of people like talk have about talked it. about it. And yeah. the cast is like really really good. Um, I just want to see because I know the male lead is also really really uh quite popular. So I'm just like looking it up because I'm having one of those moments where I'm blanking. Like I have to find it. On, no, yeah, like, uh, well, but like, yeah, yeah so it. male lead is Yu Song Ho, so also the same guy that did uh, I Am Not a Robot. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. oh, okay, I yeah, definitely adding this to my list. So, oh, yeah. thank you so and, much, yeah, le- female lead is uh, Lisa Young, so yes, yeah, they Ooh. are, it's kind of like it's kind of like a thriller, but there's a little bit of like also like a fantasy bit behind it because he has like a special ability. Um, and there's this big like plot behind it, so it's really really good. Like I really enjoyed it. Uh, oh my but gosh, again, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's one of those that I feel like lots of people would have. I think it's probably because when it came out, it wasn't like readily available anywhere. Yeah, so people yeah. kind of like you know, ignore ignored it, but like because it wasn't available, people weren't watching it. And then by the time yeah. it became available, like not many people had gone and uh, checked it out. But yeah. yeah, definitely one of those that I definitely recommend within that genre. That is like oh. just really really fun to watch thank you so yeah. much and you're welcome see i do like i rarely talk about korean dramas <laughs> in like my podcast <laughs> people like i think like a lot of my listeners tend to think that you know i do watch a little bit of korean dramas here and yeah. there but actually if i were to like put my list to the test it would actually i think be pretty even when it comes to like mm. korean and chinese dramas because mm-hmm. i used yeah. for a full year i just watched korean dramas like i didn't even yeah. touch chinese drama so i put a lot of korean dramas <laughs> under my belt and then like you know i don't talk about them so whenever oh, i have much. guests I'm always like, let, let's talk Korean dramas. I don't, yes. mind you know, uh, I don't get to talk about them that much yeah. on the, um, yes, on the. Uh, now we feel the we feel the opposite because we don't talk about Chinese <laughs> dramas a lot. So now we're like, right. now we talk about Chinese dramas, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was quite funny because I was on uh, Lola's podcast and mm-hmm. uh, she she was like, talk about all the Chinese dramas yes, you want. So yes. I was like, that's cool. I don't mind either. So yeah, I feel like it's whenever I have guests, I'm like, let's talk, you know, I don't mind. Let's talk a little bit about Korea. Let's talk about Chinese. And then yes. like whenever I go over, um, yeah, I, I, like I just did, um, like it just came out. So till the end of the moon with uh, Jess on, yes. from the day back, yes. that's Chinese, yes. but I, me and Jess always have like a really fun time talking about like shiantas in general. <laughs> so yes. I feel like that's just yes. become our thing now. Yeah. Yes. I yes. really enjoyed the episode. I watched. I listened to part one, even though I didn't. I don't know anything about the <laughs> drama, but I just like listened to you guys' conversation, which is really fun, though. We had so much fun. Yes. Like I feel like honestly, we sat down and we recorded. Uh, like three and a half hours straight and then Jess by the end was like I think we've been here a while and I was like oh and it's like you're looking at the time and I was like oh we have been here for a while yes but I think like all three of us like Caitlin Jess and I had just loved that drama so much and there's Um, so much to like sink your teeth into in that drama 
that it's just you know it was wild you could talk about like all sorts of things and i feel like i like i had done a podcast review like i did three podcast reviews for my own podcast and then like oh. i went and talked to her to like them and i was like i've done like <laughs> by this point i have done like six hours worth of recording for this one drama i should be yeah, done yeah. like i should be done <laughs> i should be done <laughs> that's okay it's like uh, apparently not like I could I could still probably talk about it you know and <laughs> I'd be more than happy to um my timeline mm-hmm. it's like my timeline and my FYPs are still like still full of like this drama so it's like I can't like <laughs> so it's okay I can't let it go it's like have you guys ever gotten that type of like drama where you watch it and you have like such a bad hangover that like even though other dramas may come after it you feel like you know this drama is possibly really good but i just need a little break like i can't start it do you guys like this is not a question i had down but what was that drama for you yeah i feel like when you were talking we had a similar experience which hey jess girl if you listening hey, um, we jess. had a similar experience recently with jess because we talked about alchemy of soul mm. probably for eight hours um nez and jess didn't particularly like it the most which i'm surprised we talked about it that much but we found something to talk about <laughs> right um, I, I liked it a little bit more than them so yeah i feel like that was the one where we were like literally from part one to part two from for six months we were kind of talking about it yeah, so yeah. um I think that was the most recent one I can think of yeah I uh, I love that episode from you guys I really did I listened to both parts and then I went and listened over to your um on your podcast as well and it was like it's great I I will Aww. say I'm on team Jess and uh, Naz for this one because <laughs> you know as as a fan of uh, I don't agree <laughs> <laughs> as a fan of like um i have very high expectations for fantasy in general mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. not only have i you know in my teen years and right into my adulthood i read so much fantasy it's crazy yeah. like you know uh, any type of fantasy i would gobble it up because that's just my jam and um so whenever it comes to like fantasy dramas I have like really really high expectations and that one it wasn't necessarily the acting per se it's just a storytelling let it down for me and yeah it it, it's a theme with the Hong sisters like I wish I (laughs) wish they had really good dramas and then it feels like they yeah I don't know this this drama could have been really really good if it had like a little bit of a tighter storytelling so that that's just like my main thing with it was like Mm -hmm. the storytelling um yeah so so yeah and they had the time to do it i mean they had like 30 hours they had a lot of time (laughs) they had a lot of time (laughs) see this is also another thing right i feel like i it's a little bit dumb but I can sit down and watch like a 60 plus hour, you know, 60 plus episode yeah. Chinese drama. And I'm like, I'm all like, give it all to me. Like, I don't mind. But yeah. this, then you take me and you give me like a, you know, 20 episode K drama. And I'm like, oh, God, it's, so different. it's different. <laughs> it's different. It is. It's different. See? Yeah. Cause I, I feel like C dramas. Yeah. C dramas are more soap, like soapy so yeah. they leave you on a cliffhanger at the end k-dramas don't always do that it's, they try to be like movies for 16 20 episodes and it's like no that's not how you continue a story 
you know it was like I think it was hospital playlist um everybody loves that drama I enjoyed it I think you know I think it's pretty good but when you're getting to episodes that are one hour and 50 minutes yeah I'm like I can't do that like I cannot do this this is too long it's, it's bizarre because I can sit down and binge you know eight episodes straight of a Chinese drama I cannot do the same with a Korean one like I need a little break so, right right it's a lot mm. so yeah I'm kind of glad they have like really different airing systems and it's like two episodes of a Korean drama um, yes but I will say I'm very excited because I feel like June is going to be a really good Korean drama month yes and I'm actually for the first time in months it's been such a long time I'm actually yeah. excited for Korean dramas Same. and oh, I'm like yay. oh my god <laughs> finally like finally yeah. so I'm really excited there's quite Aww. a few and uh, there's Which ones one- you want to watch uh King the Land is it with yes. Lee Ho? Now yeah. I am sli- I am slightly worried. I don't like that female lead, but know, that's what everyone's oh. saying. I'm trying to keep an open mind. Yes, yes. Do you can carry for both of them? I know he's really good. Actually, at first I was like, I, I don't know why everybody's fussing about oh, this. Uh... Like, why is he so big? Like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. And then I saw the red sleeve and I was like, Ooh. I get it. I get it, guys. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And like your previous question about like the hangover, like that's what I was going to say. Cause it's been two years since I watched the red sleeve and I'm still not over it. Like I can barely watch like content online about like the Red Sea because I literally will start like tearing yeah. up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I, I'm not over that drama at all. Still, it's been two years. I'm not over it. I absolutely loved that drama. I was like in it. Amazing. It's crazy. I I just yeah. loved it. Loved it. It was a masterpiece. Um, it really, really was. I. Uh, uh, but that's the drama that I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it now, guys. I get what you yeah. mean. I yep. get you know I get it yeah and it's it's funny like there's some actors that it really does take me a little bit longer to like to get into. yeah to get into um so yeah he he was definitely one of those actors where I was like oh okay now so I'm really excited about that one and I'm really excited um about the um the one with Tekion that comes out at yes. the end of the month Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Mm-hmm. yes I'm excited about that one <laughs> although I'm also like confused because the promo they're putting out is confusing as heck. It I is. Feel, it I is. I feel like they're trying to give you a funny drama and then yeah. they're trying to give you a more serious. And I'm like, I'm yeah. hoping they strike that balance right because yes. if not, it's going to like, you know, it's going to go downhill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes from that so but I am very excited about both of those I really really am which is ex- like I'm just excited in general because I haven't been you know looking forward to Korean dramas for a right. while so right yeah so, yeah yeah how long have what has yeah, it been yeah. since you watched like a like a currently airing one like I'm watching one now I'm watching like a, a fat it's like a weekender so it's called the real has come um oh, okay okay I've but heard about I'm that like, one I'm frustrated half the time while I'm yeah. watching it. Yes. And um, just because people, you know, Carol, there's one particular character who's just like the 
worst the absolute mm. worst so i'm like i'm in it for the main couple and because yeah. and the main couple alone like i love them two together and and like it's contract marriage that is like one of my personal favorite tropes i'm like yes. sign me up because yes. i just feel i just feel like there's so many shenanigans that you can yep. pull out of you know mm -hmm. contract marriages so yeah that that's the reason i'm watching it uh i think that's it i think that's the only korean drama i'm watching and i don't actually remember the last korean drama that i like fully watched and really yeah. really enjoyed so yeah. mm. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. And also, like, Chinese dramas have just been throwing stuff, like, yes. constantly. Wow. It's like, yes. And, and it's like they've been upping their game in terms of like the quality of their dramas and script writing and just in general. So I'm like, I, mm. I can't, you know, you've got to go where, you know, whatever's calling to you. So, right. but I feel like this yes. month is the month that is going to give me um, a good Korean drama. I'm like, fingers crossed. Yes. Please, yes. Because I have missed watching Korean dramas as well. So, yes. 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 I'm glad you said that about Chinese dramas. Because I remember the end of last year, nothing was happening. And I was like, is everything okay? Um, as far as the output of dramas. Mm. And then, like, the beginning of this year, everything that was supposed to come out last year started coming out. And I'm like, well, what happened? So, <laughs> basically, for that one, they had yeah. a period, like, I think it was an older president died. And they had, like, a period of about three weeks, three, four weeks, where they couldn't release anything. Like, it was very, you know um they kind of like had it on lowdown they just couldn't release anything yeah. so then it started to you know completely chucked everything out at you and yes. now they're like it's a little bit quieter right now because they're going through a bunch of like restructuring censorship is the mm. thing and it's always like they're, they're constantly changing the rules so even if you have like an approved license if you're not airing and you want to air and rules change you have to like you know adapt to those rules before you can go and air it again so wow. it, you know it just it's crazy i feel like whenever a chinese drama makes it on air it's like a little miracle because yes like, breakthrough yes <laughs> you are teaching me because i feel like some promos for chinese drama and trailers come out like six months before it even airs and i'm like this is completely so, different from k drama yeah 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 so how chinese dramas work in general is like they mm. when they start filming they have yeah. like a what's called a booting ceremony which is basically like where they kind of announce the cast and mm. because mm. chinese dramas are all pre-made so they film yeah. for anywhere between you know two to six months and then mm. they go into post-production and then they have to like go through a couple of rounds of like passing censorship getting an airing license all of those things so it can be anything between you know six months to a year for that drama to be yeah. even ready to be on screen so that's completely different to you know korean dramas in general so when yeah. they do that booting ceremony they tend to release like um you know posters for yes. uh like character posters it's just to get yes. like people talking about the drama excited. and to get people excited for the drama yeah. because then people tend to follow that drama from like booting all the way into actually airing mm -hmm. so they keep like giving 
giving you little materials whether that be so they have like chinese valentine's day which is like the 20th of may and it's called mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. if you sound out the numbers it sounds like i love you so they call it Aww. like chinese valentine's day so they release posters for that for example or you know any like special events or special things they'll release new posters and it's literally just to keep people interested Talking until about. yeah until yeah. the drama airs so so yeah there's always like stuff coming out but like coming soon in chinese dramas can mean anything mm. between it's airing right now to it's gonna air yes. in five years time like it's, it's <laughs> wild it's wild so i i i like i, I could not do that like i like the i love mm. <laughs> like K-dramas have, like, I literally know, like, what's coming out, like, at the beginning of every month, like, I know exactly when everything is coming out, like, yes, yeah, sometimes there's little changes, but, like, even, like, there are dramas that are coming out, like, this year that, like, I knew that were coming out since, like, 2021, like, so it's just, like, I need a schedule, it's, yeah, it's, no. especially because my watching no. is, like, so chaotic, like, <laughs> yes. I'm always watching, like, five things at the same time, so, like, I need, like, a schedule, <laughs> so, like, the whole, like, okay, it's out now, I'm like, whoa, like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready, <laughs> like, I feel like I would just be in chaos all the time. <laughs> Chinese dramas like living on the edge and they like the mm -hmm. viewers to live on the edge as well, <laughs> clearly. So, yeah. yeah, and I think like with them, it's not, it's the constant, you know, changing of rules, but also if there's like, I think Chinese uh, people in China are a lot more like rigorous on their mm. stars. So if anything happens to any of their stars like those dramas mm. get pushed back they're not gonna air like they, they wow. very quickly cancel people it's like it's really really hard so wow. what i mean is when this is why i always say guys just be thankful that if a drama made it on air it's like it is yeah. a little bit of a miracle because to yeah. get that drama on air they've gone through you know battlefield after battlefield so yeah, Chinese dramas are like wild when it comes to, you know, um, all the censorship and all the rules. I mean, yeah. there's rules. One rule is like men can't be too feminine on screen. Otherwise, that doesn't fly with censorship. So that wow. that's like, it's, oh. it's intense. It's intense. So yeah, that's why, you know, you just never know. Like they'll, they'll airdrop. There's been times where I've been waiting for a drama and they've literally airdropped the whole drama in one day on, in one go. And they're like, Hey, have it. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Oh my, <laughs> and I'm goodness. Like, well, I guess it's his. <laughs> yes. have it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. My goodness. Yeah. Yes. Chinese uh, like drama fans are always living on the edge because we're like, yes. we might be, you know, we might be watching one thing and then the next day we have three more things. There was like, it was literally, there was three dramas that I was interested in and they hadn't been announced. And then all of a sudden, all three of them came out on the same day. And I was like, well, great. That, that's great. <laughs> Yes, that's what I was going to say, like, The Legend of Chang Zi, and I even um, talked to you about this, like, mm. August, I was seeing stuff about it last year, and I'm like, oh, by the end of December, it'll come out, and it didn't come out yeah, until yeah. I saw you post about it, and you were like, oh, yeah, episodes are out, and I'm like, when did they come out? What yeah. do you mean? It said yeah. 2022, 2023, what's going on? And I never, um, unless it's, I always say this, unless you're pressing play on the episode 
don't trust the dates because it has happened i think it was two years ago last year either last year or the year before the oath of love with yang zi and shao zan yes. that came out they gave you a date that date got cancelled got postponed with no new date and then they literally said here's the drama and they started airing it like two weeks later and all like well okay oh so, my goodness <laughs> It is, it, yeah, it yes. is, it is quite wild. I used to like do, um, I really wanted to do uh, what's coming up in like Chinese drama land yeah. for yeah. like the podcast. I can't do it. There's just no way. Like I tried it for two months, but there's just no way because first of all, they, if they give you a date for a Chinese drama, that's like less, that's like more than two weeks away. Don't trust it. Cause it's probably not going to oh come. Gosh. So, wow. So I'm like, I can't do it because it's just crazy and they tend to give you dates like you know probably within two hours two days they'll be like it's gonna air in two days time <laughs> and then it's just like well there's nothing i can do with this so oh yeah. my goodness and it's like opposed um... to like like people i think how do you got i think there's like 10 or 12 k dramas coming out in june i think i know it's yeah. like Right. So people are like, oh my God, there's so many K dramas. Yeah. I mean, for Chinese dramas, it can be anything between 15 to 20 to 30 dramas in a month. It's wild because it's like you have so many networks, so many things. And all of these mm -hmm. are like post production. So they're all recorded, they're all ready to go. Like oh, these platforms goodness. have huge vaults of just dramas that are ready to go whenever they need them. So it's it's crazy. It really is crazy. It really um, is living on the edge. No, it really is. So with all our little, you know, <laughs> I do this all the time, so it's fine. People are used to me just going, you know, different directions. I know, I love it. <laughs> it's, but how, you know, regarding, you know, watching and whatnot, how do you guys watch dramas? And I mean that by, like, for me, I'm a very much, I, I want to watch them on my TV. So how yes. do you guys prefer watching your dramas? um so i have issues i watch it on my phone that's probably why i have these glasses on listeners i have glasses on um i watch it on my phone because i just like the flexibility i can go to the couch i can go to the bed i can bring it to the pool like i can just bring it places yeah. um is it good for my eyes in the long run no <laughs> but i just i just like watching it on my phone and just going to the different apps and being like okay this is it if we're doing a podcast, I will bring a laptop out, but TV is very rare for me. It's my phone 98% of the time. Really? See, yeah. I can't, I can't do my fight. Like I need a big screen, mm -hmm. <laughs> a big screen. And, and Naz is, Naz is nodding. Are you, are you, a, are you a TV person as well? Yes. I have to have it on my TV. I have like Netflix and my Vicky app on my TV. And like, I need to see it all, I need it blown up. Like it, yeah. it needs to be a whole experience. <laughs> like for me, especially if I'm watching fantasy, I need to see all of that in its big yeah, glory. Yeah. Like yeah, I need to yeah. on a big screen. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so let's get into some Chinese drama questions. How do you guys like pick your Chinese dramas? Because to me, like I'm half the time i'm i tend to be like aware of everything that's coming most of the time but i know like for people who don't follow everything chinese drama it could be a little bit harder so how do you guys you know go about picking your chinese dramas 
Yeah, for me and not Liliana, if you yeah, please send me suggestions, because it's it's a little <laughs> bit it's a little bit yeah. harder for me sometimes. I have a genre that I love, which helps. I like Shanchia. Am I saying it right? Shanchia. You like I Shanchia, prefer. Yeah. yeah, I prefer that genre of Chinese drama. So I usually just Google list of top ones. Yeah. Um, to just help me out. So that's why a lot of the dramas I watched are older um so I think that's how I've been doing like google mm-hmm. list or my drama list and seeing what they have or seeing like what's coming soon to be like on my radar for that genre um and then mainly I go to Vicky and they just tell yeah. me if Vicky don't have it then I don't know what yeah, I'm yeah, do. yeah oh YouTube YouTube Chinese dramas be on YouTube yeah so oh. basically basically what happens <laughs> is for Chinese dramas in general it's not like um all the networks so the big big four networks are Aichi, WeTV or yeah. like Tencent so Tencent owns we tv but in the states you guys have tencent in europe we have we tv it's the same thing like same company and then it's like yoku and mango tv they're like the like major players and they all have their own youtube like channels and they tend to like upload most of their dramas on there as well um and if like if you don't want to watch it on air if you're someone who kind of like doesn't mind watching it later they tend to like upload all of those for free a lot of the time as well so yeah wow yeah yeah, it's free that's really cool yeah youtube is like a pretty good um when it comes to chinese dramas there's a lot of chinese dramas on youtube so yeah it's really good um resource for it yeah good to know Mm -hmm. Um, how about you, me, Yaz? How do you pick yes. your Chinese dramas? So I'm like a C-drama baby. I am like very new. I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I'm very new to this world. Um, But I will, so like, like kind of like Oriel said, like if I go on Vicky and I see like an interesting C-drama that just came out, which there always is one, and there's usually a whole bunch of C-dramas in like the top 20 on Vicky. So I'll be like, that looks cool. I'll add it to my watch list. I don't know when I'll get to it, but yeah. I'll watch that. And then also like, I'll ask you like, oh. <laughs> like have you like seen this and I remember like I had a conversation with you and like you told me about like meet yourself and I was even asked like asking you about here we meet again I was trying to like is this Liliana approved has she watched it so I started um, it yeah I did Um, yes and I'm down for like anything with like a real cute romantic setup but like I'm usually like I'm more I more gravitate towards like the modern ones Mm. because I can't I'm not like a historical drama person even for k-drama so I don't really gravitate towards like anything like that more like a modern c-drama girl (laughs) they they do they do do i did start here we meet again i have started watching it i think i'm like up to episode five and the reason why i think the reason why it's slowed down on that one is because i'm watching another one and that one's (laughs) kind of like taken it's also modern and the female leads look a little bit similar but i'm enjoying that one i think it's called uh, a date with the future and oh. that drama it's got like the damn cutest dogs because it's like surrounding mm-hmm. with a search and rescue and they work with like search and rescue dogs and it's like i'm i'm all about like that one i'm really caught up with so oh, yeah gosh. i need to watch that one then horrible. Oh, i love anything so relating to dogs and like the poster for it is literally like the male lead sitting and then like the female lead with her hands like on his shoulders mm-hmm. and then on top of the female male lead is like a golden like labrador just sitting on top of her and it's like it's so stinking adorable that was precious oh, oh my yeah. goodness i need to watch that yeah yeah 
yeah it's called a date with the future i'm really really enjoying it it's it's so adorable there's so many like dog scenes and this story is pretty good um i really like like the female lead for this one because she's yeah. really damn capable at her job and even though she's like in love and she's like chasing after this male lead because he's like a grumpy and whatnot mm, and okay. she isn't like your typical very sunny character she isn't she's positive about life but she's like realistic because she's a journalist yeah um but she's like really really good at her job as well and there's like one line where she goes oh just because i'm like she gets a text from or something like that and she's like oh i'll you know just because i'm in love it doesn't mean i can slack off on my job and i'm like i love mm, this i i just love I, that yeah yeah and she's like she goes toe to toe with him like when it comes to like being intellectually smart they both are so yeah, yeah i i just feel like you know i really like her character i like the whole show but her character is just like really really good in it so yeah Ooh, I, that's on my list thank go you ahead. you're very welcome i'm always watching like way too many dramas so i've always got <laughs> a very long list of uh yeah yes. dramas and i watch everything like all over the place like mm -hmm. in terms of like genres um like all over the place because i i'm a mood watcher so i need mm. to be in the certain mood for each drama and sometimes it's not that the drama isn't good it's just that i'm not in the mood for it so right, yeah right. i need to have like various things on the go so yes. that yes. i can yeah. uh, you know so that i can uh, switch back and forth um to see what I uh yeah what I feel like watching yeah mm -hmm. I agree that's important to have a little little pot of like different things mm -hmm. you know like, okay I'm gonna for a slice of life today I'm gonna yeah. for rom-com today yeah it's important so I well Naz was saying you're a little you know newer to Chinese dramas but how much Chinese dramas do you tend to like watch? And also, do you guys remember what was your very first Chinese drama? Ooh. Well, not to bring back up Alchemy of Souls, but <laughs> I'm bringing it up. Because um, that's kind of what ventured me into the genre and the ones that I've watched. So between part one and part two, there were a month's difference. And I was searching for that fantasy historical feel. So I wound up watching Eternal Love on Netflix. I don't know how Hang I got on. there. Eternal Love? Do you mean Eternal Love or do you mean the Eternal, like 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms? 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms. Yeah. Because, yes. so, oh, uh, there's, there's, yeah, 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 there is two. There is two. And the thing is, the only difference in the title is like the. So like, and they're very, very different. I, I have, yeah. uh, they're very, very different stories. And yeah, they, <laughs> it's, it's the, the eternal world uh, love is love. wild, wild. It's wild a story. So I've watched all three seasons, but it is wild of a story. Yes. Um, 10 miles yes, of peach um... blossoms. I got uh, told off by Jess and Caitlin because I haven't watched it. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> like I got told off. I did. I don't want to bring this up because you said in the beginning you don't want to be told to watch stuff. No, no, but no, I no, was, no. I would say like you. That is like it's one fun. of the top. So basically, what happens is Jess was like Jess when we went through all of this. She's like, "How have you not watched Ten Miles of Beach?" Yeah. So basically. Yeah. 
I started watching it and I think I got to episode mm. four or five and I was like, I, I am not getting into this. Like, what is happening? It's not clicking for me. But I did say it's not like it's one of those where I said I will go back to it eventually and just kind of like give it more episodes because it's such a long shiancha. It needs at least 12 episodes for you to figure out if it's going to be a drama for you or not. So I was like, right, I'm just not maybe I'm just not in the right mood. So I'll come back to it. And then I, I just ended up never going back to it. Um, But it is on my list because Jess was like, you have to watch this. So I sort of said to her right we'll watch it i'll watch it watch it with me and then we might record a pod on it and she's like yeah i'll do it i'll do it so i love that it's i coming. love that yes. it's coming caitlin yes. i think it's it's gonna be like a reunion of the three of us from uh, the till the end of the food episode but that is yes. that is on the list it's definitely coming oh that's exciting i love it exciting. yeah that was my first um chinese drama and i was like wow i have been missing out what is going on um so yeah that that was my first one and those are the ones I tend to like draw near to like you were talking about earlier if it's not over 40 episodes personally for me if it's not 40 episodes in a Chinese drama I'm not gonna watch it yeah. if I look at the episode count I'm like okay this is over 40 I'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, I think so, yeah. unfortunately now they can't be over 40 because there's like I know yeah there's a new rule that they've passed and basically they passed this rule technically last year and they said dramas can't be over 40 episodes um so what did the networks were really sneaky and i was like you're not gonna get away with this for very long so what they did was they split into two seasons and they would literally finish the season one day and start airing the se- the next season the next day so they would then like nothing That's changed so for them nothing changed for them except that yes (laughs) they would air it back to back so there would be like no pause nothing so people were like oh this is great not you know this is a dumb rule because they've just got yes and people are like they're not going to be getting away with this for very long so this year yeah this year they were like yeah it's either 40 episodes or it needs to be split into two but the two seasons can't be aired like within six months of each other so if you have a season one you can have that season one but this part two can't air like uh, it needs to be at least six months apart so yeah but episodes now can go up to an hour so they used to be around 40 minutes 40 minutes yeah. yeah but now they're like almost up to an hour so that's the um the difference. Do they have a why for why they don't want it to be 60 episodes? No. Well, <laughs> Chinese dramas a lot of the time, they just don't, you know, I I don't get censorship. I really want to do, I've, I've actually got um yes. two friends of mine who um they speak, you know, one's from Hong Kong, one's from China, but they are mm-hmm. both like British Chinese. And mm-hmm. I, I actually want to do an episode on censorship with them because oh. I don't know, it's really hard for me, like as an international person to touch on censorship in general, because... Right it's really hard for us to like go in and get that information like Mm -hmm, clearly but Mm -hmm. for them it's a little bit easier because they have access to you know the language and everything so I actually really want to do a um an episode with them because I feel like it's something that people know their censorship but like it it, they don't quite know like to what extent it goes and it's crazy because it can be anything like you can't have aliens in your drama or you can't have fairies in your dramas or whatever it may be. It's like, it's yeah. silly sometimes. Yeah. But um, 
I don't know. A lot of the time it's just like they, they feel like a particular way about, um, you yeah. know, something and they, they don't allow it. And then like six months later, oh, it's fine now. You can use them now. It's it's crazy. It's like you, we can do an episode right now. And like what we say about censorship right now, tomorrow might not be, you know, all of it might be wrong again. So that's why it's really wow. hard to like yeah. pick on it. But we definitely like I definitely want to try it's something that I have in the works where I want to try and like at least pick at the main things about it like for example BL you can't you can't do BL at all like mm-hmm. that is oh. that is a no-go like you can have um they call it like a bromance it's not bromance like mm-hmm. it's clearly not bromance <laughs> but to them there's like you will never see well I say never right now like as the rules stand you will never see like two men kissing on screen in a Chinese mm-hmm. drama like it's, it's just not the done thing so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it is like a constant change um but yeah yes. can, you, can you make that a series if you do decide to do it and do it like a couple times a year or something because yeah, yeah. I would love to hear that oh, actually, yeah. that's a really I good that. idea sounds really really interesting just like all the different aspects of like C dramas wow. and like yeah that'd be really cool it is wild i think it's like it's really important like it's one of those things that especially if people are coming like from korean dramas into chinese dramas there's a it's so Mm -hmm. different it's like night and day you know they're very different um and i feel like a lot of the time like they might know that censorship is there but like sometimes people look at a story like a chinese story and they'll think oh god that makes no sense why does it end like that and sometimes mm-hmm. it is the pure fact to that to get that past censorship that's what they had to do so it's to, mm-hmm. you know yeah so there's like a really famous one and it's uh it's called one and only and forever and ever and yeah. it's like basically that book um the story of it is that um there's a couple and they meet in modern times and the female lead she yep. remembers all of her past lives mm-hmm. and in one of the past lives they had a really tragic story together but the, like the past life in the book is only like a couple of chapters but mm. they don't allow like reincarnation within like dramas so oh. what they did is the screenwriter for that drama was the original author of the books so she literally grabbed that historical part made it into a full drama which is one and only and then mm-hmm. like grabbed the modern part and made it into forever Me and too. ever and it's technically like two dramas but it isn't yes yeah i saw that on vicky and they were like yeah you have to watch one and only first or you don't have to watch it first you definitely have to watch it like yeah. you definitely have to watch one and only first and then forever and ever because there's so many like little things that link the two together like for example the female lead like forever and ever is like the modern part of the story and she's a like voice actress she's a dubber she dubs dramas and she is like the opening scene of forever and ever she's dubbing the ending scene of one and only and it's like it's so well done like there's so many like little things that link the two dramas together and it just works so well but i think it worked really well because they got the author to do the screen 
you know play for it so she knew those characters inside out she knew that story inside out so she was able to do a really really good job um but i feel like sometimes censorship like i would rather people you know they just be able to do whatever the heck they wanted but i feel like sometimes it can make people like be creative in a way that works like for this drama it really did work like how they did it yeah that sounds brilliant yeah it's really really good i it's one of my top like favorite ones um so yeah so how uh i've lost i don't even know what question we're on anymore so this is great (laughs) yeah we were going through our um first dramas i don't know if nez went her first drama yeah Yeah. what was your first uh chinese drama do you remember Chinese drama Yes, my first one was, um, I have not finished it yet. I haven't finished any of them, <laughs> but I couldn't sleep. And I I just sat there randomly turned on Go Ahead and I watched like four, like binged four episodes mm-hmm. of Go Ahead. And I was like, this is incredible. I was like, and it's, you guys know, I love Slice of Life. So yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Like I need, and I need to finish it ASAP. I want to finish it sometime this year. But yeah, that was my very first one. And I was like, it spoke to my soul like I just I can't I I can't emphasize how much I loved it I just thought it was amazing and I only watched four episodes but I was like I love it (laughs) I I go ahead has such such a special spot in my heart for me not only did it bring so actually um very good friend of mine I didn't know her before at all and we kind of connected because we were talking about go ahead on Twitter the both of us and we kind of like, and now we've been, you know, friends ever since, but it's like, it's one of those dramas that I then like created Discord server and whatnot. And a lot of people in there hadn't really watched Chinese dramas. And I said, watch, go ahead. And we did like a watch party of sorts and everybody like was watching it. And it is the drama that got loads of people in that server to start watching Chinese dramas. Oh. So it's like, it's got a, a soft spot for me, that drama does. Cause it's, you know, it's brought like a, a lot of people into the fold, so to speak. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. So it's just so nice. I love found family. So it's just yeah. like, oh, it was just. It was great. It's great. I need to finish it. I will never have, well, I have never come across such a good dad as like the dad in that drama. He's like yeah. so caring, so lovable. Like I just, he's like one of the best drama dads that I've come yeah. across. So every he's time, human. Mm-hmm. yeah, every time he, I come across him, like the, the actor in other dramas, he's just like been dubbed as Noodle Dad. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's Noodle Dad. <laughs> so, so oh. Noodle Dad. <laughs> Yeah, because he owns like a noodle shop. So yes, I lo- <laughs> and, yes, like, that's his uh, that's his love language. It's like he cooks for people mm-hmm. and he cooks for his kids. So that's like his love language towards his kids. Like if they're feeling bad, he'll cook them something and like he'll sit down and listen to them. And it's yes. like I I just love it. Like I think for me, Chinese dramas do like these types of stories really really well, where they do like you go from the kids to the uh, yeah. like teenagers to then to the yeah. adult, like youth drama dramas but like right. you know whole story and right. um, it's like one of my favorite genres from them to oh, wow. to watch yeah so good so mm-hmm. good so uh i've got another question down here and that is what do you guys think and i think we've touched on this a little bit but what do you guys think uh, are some of the weaknesses that can put people off from like chinese dramas yeah definitely i've heard some people say they don't like this but i love it i just want to put that out 
the flying, the uh, the mystical <laughs> things, the CGI or lack of CGI or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love it. I like the theatrics personally. But I know a lot of people are just like, "What's going on with the wigs? What what are the flying? Why they keep flipping the wig? The men flipping the wig hair, or why are they flying and doing all of that?" But I love it. I love all of it. Give me the theatrics. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think I like it. a lot of it, like especially when you see all of those like fighting scenes and whatnot, they tend to be um so Xiaoxia in general comes like from Chinese mythology. That's why it's like super unique to China because it's yeah. all rooted it. in like their mythology. And mm. a lot of the like fighting and gods and whatnot is like um you know it comes from that so that's like why all the fighting scenes look like that it's because it's coming yeah. from you know mythology and that's why it's so different to anything you see in the west or even in other yes. asian countries because it's rooted it's so 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 rooted to you know that country and also china as a country has been around for i don't even know so so long yeah. they have so much so history much, yeah so much history to like pick yeah. at and you know take from so yeah and like it's That's such true. a vast country that mm -hmm. you have like their mythology changes with in you know which area of china you're in so yeah Mm -hmm. I uh I that's one of the common ones I also hear it's like that and like the episode length and whatnot yeah. and I'm also I'm always I always say look a chat like a, most Korean dramas nowadays are one hour one hour ten per episode Chinese yeah. drama tends to sit around about 40 minutes and that's like with the ending mm -hmm. credits and the, you know the beginning credits yeah. so if you take yeah. that you're sitting about 35 minutes an episode so it's almost <laughs> like one you know Korean episode is like two Chinese episodes so that's like yeah. how I try to explain <laughs> yeah. it so yeah, so, yeah. how about you Naz do you think that like have you come across you know any sort of weaknesses that you think can be put people off yes I think for for me it was the dubbing mm -hmm. I so I've I so because I listened to you and Lola's episode and you guys were talking about the dubbing and everything and I was like, okay and like I was watching here we meet again and like it finally happened and I was like whoa <laughs> like I just it's like what's happening like um so yeah I think that's something that definitely I it's gonna take some getting used to for me for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> Is here we meet again dubbed i can't there's some actually. aspects of there was one character that all of a sudden yeah, they he he's dubbed every now and again i don't think the mains have been dubbed no i don't think yet, they have but there are some um, background characters that were that were dubbed so basically what happens is it's because of, you know of all the uh dialogues and whatnot that people tend to get dubbed but actually modern dramas don't tend to get dubbed as much nowadays um mm. Mm. so yeah the main characters are not dubbed right so yeah they're not what may happen is that like sometimes the audio is just not usable so they will go yeah. in and kind of like dub themselves but oh. like modern dramas um they don't tend to be dubbed by you know voice actors anymore they they tend to be people's um a lot of the time tends to be like on set because you can control the audio like if you're in the right. especially like for office uh stuff you yeah. can control the audio really really well um but if you go to like historicals or shanch or anything like that they all tend to be recorded in this like huge 
huge place in China, which is like 10, it's got like 10 studios, which means there can be sometimes three, four, five dramas all being recorded at the same time. And it's just, yeah, it's just impossible, yeah, to get like the audio correct. So, and also if they're going to be doing a historical, they need to be like slightly more accurate. So they need to be like, have a certain, you know, tone and whatnot. I don't know. Right, right. I think it's because like yeah. China in general is just so much more rigorous than, yeah. you know, Korean dramas or other Asian places. But yeah, I think the That's dubbing, true. if it's done well, you won't even like perceive Notice. it that it's there. I think I've, I notice a lot more because, because I've watched so much of it, like so many yeah. dramas, you get used to the voices and you're like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I know that voice and that is not that actress's voice. Because, <laughs> so, cause like, if you watch like the behind the scenes and if you like, like an actress, you kind of get used to like their, you know, what they're saying and their voice and whatnot. And then you're like, yeah, I know that's not that actress's real yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, that's definitely yeah, that's definitely one of the things that you know you you sort of have to overcome a little bit. But right, yeah, right. it is becoming better and better. I think a lot more like um, actors and actresses are just dubbing themselves. Um, oh, well, yeah. that's good. So yeah, it is changing slightly with historicals and chances. I don't see that changing anytime soon. But with modern dramas, they tend to like do a lot more like on set and like actors doing the their own voices nowadays okay well that's great to know um, thank you for that information because yeah i didn't know that so that's good to know so one other question what do you think is the biggest difference between countries in terms of dramas like what coming into chinese drama especially like for you guys from korean dramas what did you think was like the biggest thing and that you know might be the dubbing or whatnot but what did you guys think was like the biggest difference as you go first Okay. Um, well, since, since I've basically just stuck to modern so far, I think like, hmm, I guess like, I don't want to say quality. Cause I, I don't think the, the C dramas are like a poor quality. I think it, it's just different. It's just different. Um, and also I guess like, I guess tropes and it, it kind of segues into a question, but do you like, what are some tropes that are like unique to C dramas? So anything within Qianxia, that will be very, very unique to Chinese dramas because that's just, you know, something that you won't necessarily see anywhere else. I mean, you can have similarities um, within like Asian countries for fantasy, but Xianxia is very, very like unique. Wuxia is another genre which is like very unique, yeah. which is like this fighting style. It's mm. kind of like a historical, but it tends to be centered about like like a pugilistic world sort of thing. So okay. that's very, very Chinese. That's very, okay. you know, uh, it's taken from, you know, uh, Tao and Taoism instruction like scripts and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that's very unique unique to them um which is like it's a di- but i will say i was talking to somebody about this and so you wuxia used to be um really really big back in i think they were saying in the 90s and whatnot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's where do you guys know michelle is it michelle yo she's just oh, uh, yeah she started off with wuxia dramas that was like yeah. not dramas but movies and it used to be like huge 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 thing but 
Wuxia now is nowhere near as good as it used to be because people don't do like their fighting um quite as well as you know they don't do their stunts a lot of the time so oh. so yeah mm-hmm. but that's like Wuxia is something that's very very unique to Chinese um dramas mm. but i think like apart from that when you like then cross over into modern i think a lot yeah. of the tropes are something that you can find in korean dramas as well so stuff like okay. you know um contract marriages or right. you know that sort of thing i think it's something that there's always crossover between countries in general but okay. if we were to say uh, and also when it comes to like historical dramas um i think in chinese dramas for historical they tend to be a lot more rooted in like their own history a lot of the time okay. as opposed to be made up because there's so much history to like yeah. choose from so right. korea is like a pretty um it has like a lot less history in terms mm-hmm. you know of just mm-hmm. how long they've been around compared to yeah. you know china so so yeah that i think mm-hmm. like if we were to find a lot more of the differences i think you'd probably be talking about historical dramas wuxia and xiaxia mm-hmm. those are the three where you'd find like the biggest biggest that's like very very unique to china i think i see okay mm-hmm. okay thank you yeah You're welcome. i also think go, go, oh, go sorry. For it. no no go for it go i was gonna say the outfit's definitely different because i feel like k-dramas you would get maybe 10 to 15 historical dramas a year and then mm-hmm. i'm guessing the chinese historical drama is the money maker because they have like fifty thousand of them come out a year oh. which i ain't complaining um <laughs> and liliana definitely correct me with everything i'm saying but it looks like the output is different look like the money that is put into those dramas seems like it's more because of mm-hmm. everything that's going on compared to k-dramas and japanese dramas i'm still trying to get into but i haven't really noticed much of differences mm-hmm. between all three yet and um, yeah. i think so when it comes to like historical dramas and stuff like that so then when you get down to that sort of questions you get down to the point where what is popular international and what is popular like in china yes so mm-hmm. one of the yeah. biggest differences is that korea is like a pretty small population compared to you know millions or billions of people that live in china yes so mm-hmm when koreans are doing dramas nowadays they are thinking about international audiences just as much as they're thinking about national audiences and like what hits in korea doesn't necessarily land international and vice versa and people you know tvn and stuff like that will take that into account but when you're talking about Chinese dramas, it's a whole different park. They don't necessarily need to appeal to international audiences for them mm. to make money because mm. they have such a vast audience in like China. So they don't necessarily need to, you know, appeal internationally. Now, lately they have started to appeal to international fans a little bit more. And by that, I mean, they, you know, have their platforms internationally and they release, you know, promo and stuff like that um, with subs and whatnot. But, you know, it's very much Chinese dramas are produced for Chinese people. So what hits there? a lot of historical dramas actually really do hit there a lot bigger than they do internationally so that's why you see a lot of them you know being made um 
along the you know along the year and also we always yeah. have to think whatever comes out this year might have been made last year or even the year before or even mm. you know three four years ago so it doesn't necessarily mean um you know that's everything that's being produced this year it's just like what's being you know what they had and what they wanted to, to release so yeah it's always like really interesting because when you look so basically in china you have a platform that is called uh, doban and doban is like basically my drama list but in china right uh-huh. and chinese like people are so much harsher on their dramas way way harsher like a drama oh that a drama that can get like a nine on my drama list may only get up to a six in doban and like getting a six or a seven is considered good over there like that's a pretty good score Whoa, because tough crowd <laughs> not many dramas make it above like an eight so you know it's it's really interesting to see what makes it big on doban because it's often quite different to what makes it big like on my drama list and international mm. um i actually want to do an episode on like comparing the two and seeing like what the top two are oh, because yes, i feel yeah. like that's going to be really interesting to figure out like yeah. what hits internationally and like what hits in china and it's yeah. i often think it's quite different um but yeah like i said like with korean dramas a lot more they're being produced just for you know they're being produced for international audiences just as much as they're being made for you know a national crowd especially like with stuff that's being brought for netflix and that's being produced by netflix netflix tends to want to like cater to a wider audience whereas you know Chinese dramas they don't really need to do that and that's why you don't see like Netflix as a platform producing Chinese dramas because they just don't have the foothold to go to go in and also like these these companies the big difference as well is that like so Tencent and all of that they're owned by like huge companies like Alibaba and stuff like that Mm. so they are like you know sub companies of like huge and i mean like huge huge companies so they have like a little bit more money flowing in as well and they don't need that you know international um investment so yeah Mm. that that's i think that's like what makes it so different between the two if like and i meet you know i talk about korean dramas because i feel like that's you know the most popular the one that i know more of so but that like that would be like the direct difference um because like netflix would go into korea and they would work with somebody like tvn or something and they would like buy that drama or they would produce a drama with them directly Whereas in China, there's no way they would be able to do that because the companies like Tencent and all of that, they produce, they distribute, they do everything in-house. So, mm. you know, a lot of the time, like they have, they own the studios. So they will buy a script, they, they will produce it, they will distribute it, they will do like all of it. So, you know, there's quite a bit of difference mm. there, I think. Wow. This is a whole new world. It is. It's so (laughs) different. Like, it's so, so different. When you're talking about, like, especially when you compare it, like, I say say Korean dramas because I feel like that's the more widely known. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't really know that much about Japanese dramas and how they're produced or anything like that. Like I've watched a few, uh, and even yeah. like for Thai dramas as well, but I haven't, like, yeah. I don't have really the background knowledge to, 
you know really really know about them so yeah it's mm -hmm. chinese like the even just the way chinese dramas are produced completely night and day to you know um how korean dramas are, are produced i think because like even like just how they uh market so yeah. for korean dramas you'll start like getting posters and you know trailers and whatnot maybe like a couple of weeks before the drama airs yeah, yeah. like no 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 like with chinese dramas you'll get them like when they start record you know filming and then when they end filming and then like any important dates or anything like that they'll just throw stuff at you to keep you like you know interested yeah. so they gotta keep you interested because they don't know when it's actually going to come out so exactly you gotta get the interest started as early as possible <laughs> exactly so one little last question and this doesn't have to be chinese dramas but in general what if you had to pick like three top asian dramas what would you you know what would you guys pick for yours I feel like that's always such a hard question to answer. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. Um, so for me, like I actually have like my all my dramas like in a list and they're all like ranked because <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy. So yeah, it's like everything is ranked. So my number one drama of all time is Goblin. It's yeah. my <laughs> ultimate favorite. Um, we we call it like the gold standard. We, me and Oriel both have the same number one. It's like the gold standard. Like for me, it's just it's so good. Um and then right after that for me, it's Itaewon class. Love I absolutely Itaewon. love it. Park Jun is like my favorite yeah. actor. He's amazing. And my number three is Startup. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so good. Um, but yeah, I have like so many favorites, but like some of my other favorites, I, I absolutely love the red sleeve. It's okay to not be okay. So 2521, hometown cha cha cha. So when moved to heaven, like, so those are kind of like my like go-tos, like my absolute like favorites. Yeah. I, um, those are really, really good choices. See, and that's what I mean about all of those that you were mentioning. They have such good, like, storytelling. And yes. that's what I really have been missing in Korean dramas. I feel like, um, I've said this a couple of times, but I feel like with the external, you know, um, things of, you know, Netflix and, like, influence, they want dramas, yeah. like, now. They want them quicker and quicker and quicker. Like, they want right. more and more. And I feel like what's happening is like Korean dramas are losing a little bit of what makes them special in terms of like storytelling, yeah. because mm -hmm. that's to me, what really grabbed me in Korean dramas was storytelling. Yeah, story and I feel yeah. like, yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like that's been suffering a little bit. So we hope, we hope it's getting better yes. for me. Yes. Hopefully, you know, I wonder if month. it's, I wonder if it's because like you were mentioning Liliana, there are a lot of hands in the pot with Korean things because they want to venture to more international places instead of like mm -hmm. the Chinese dramas are very centralized and they're mm -hmm. like, you have to come to us, but we're going to be this, we're going to keep what we got going yeah. on. Like you're not yeah. going to be dipping in and directing yeah. and doing stuff. You're going to have to come to us. Okay. Yeah. And maybe that's the secret sauce, like keep it in house and keep mm -hmm. it central to you to remain like what you are good at. Um, yeah, I think like for Korean dramas, the thing is, if they want to produce stuff like, let's pick on Alchemy of Souls, it is like, I will give it, it is stunning, visually stunning. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to argue that it isn't because it definitely is. It's visually mm -hmm. stunning. But to do a drama like that, you need money. Like, realistically That's speaking, yeah. you need money. Yeah. 
and like in a smaller you know country like korea there's only so much to go around so to speak so to get that investment in you're probably gonna have to get someplace like you know netflix or disney or stuff like that that does have that cash flow and that you know i always say it a drama you can look at a drama like a korean drama and be like yeah it's got that netflix money because you can tell you can tell which dramas have like like have that netflix money behind it so it makes a difference but i can also see that it's like it's definitely like a give and take and it's gonna have to lose Mm. something in the process unfortunately i feel like the storytelling for me personally is the thing that is suffering and it's like it's what made it so special to me but Mm. and i feel like also we've seen like a lot of um i don't know i've been missing like the dramas like you know naz was saying like move to heaven nite one class like Mm, these really powerful stories um and i feel like we haven't had one of those in a long time so Mm. i'm hoping that's like one that i was really hoping to get um Mm -hmm. it's like a really powerful story like like move to heaven is it's not long i think it's like it's a 12 episode isn't it and it's so beautifully done like the stories this drama even like a drama like tomorrow for example Mm -hmm. where the stories are really powerful and i feel like that's one of the best things that korean dramas have is like telling these really really powerful stories um so yeah i i'm hopeful that they'll uh, eventually get back to it but i feel like so if like netflix wants things and it wants it like now you know yeah, yes. so they um they want you know they i feel like something's gonna have to give because korean dramas they used to you know be written and then recorded and whatnot and there was like a certain pace to it but now i feel like you know they need they're wanting more and more and more dramas to come out but for that to happen something has to give i suppose yeah why does it have to be the writing i know i know there's been like dramas where i've started watching and the first half is so promising and then the second half it goes downhill and yeah, i'm like, just Why? like what the heck happened Why? you guys ruined it what happened so hmm. hey, ori what are your top asian dramas yes so for some reason i haven't made a chinese list yet like nez was saying we do have a k-drama list i need to make a chinese list but like she said goblin which liliana please just do <laughs> like Maybe. just do like just, just for uh, like, yeah, pace yourself, know. Maybe, you know, and maybe when I uh, eventually get over the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to no leads. Yes, yes. Yeah, I feel, and I tried it. Like I watched it in uh, Yumi cells because uh, she's mm-hmm. also in that, mm-hmm. isn't she? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, she's not, you know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I, I have... So maybe it's. Her, like her, maybe it it's her, her acting, acting that you're not a fan of. Not what? a fan of. I don't know what it is. Sometimes, like you know, like sometimes you guys must have this. Like some actors or some actresses just don't click for you. Like yeah. there's just something about them, and sometimes you don't even know how to explain what it is. It just doesn't, you know, click. Um, right. I feel like one day I might be ready to like go back and give yeah. Goblin another try. It's not going to yeah. happen any day soon. Though. Right. Okay. That way. Right. Yeah. That's okay. 
Yeah, definitely have Goblin. And I have, I don't, I don't know if you mentioned this, Mr. Sunshine too. That's like my top tier historical K-drama. That's on my um, list to watch. That is on my yes. list to watch. Yes. That's what I loved about when I started watching C-dramas. I was like, oh, this is like uh Mr. Sunshine like mm. type of epic and just like yeah. the cinematography is just so good. Um, and then on the C-drama side, I have um, Eternal Love and Love and Destiny. I love those two. Oh, They're like really my top one. ones. Yeah, yeah. Also love Ancient Love Poetry as well. But yeah, I love those. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like, I don't know if you do this, Liliana, but I go to, well, you mentioned this. I go to different countries for certain things. Yeah, for different things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't watch the modern dramas a lot with C-dramas because I tend to watch those with K-dramas. Mm -hmm. Not saying that they're not good with C-dramas, but I want to be going to the different places for a reason yeah, for in my things, mind. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But no, I feel that like definitely I'm makes sense. That definitely makes sense. A lot of the time I'm also like, I I go to different, you know, countries. But like if I want to watch BL or anything like that, then I tend to go for like Thai dramas. If I want to watch, you know, um, youth dramas or, you know, Shanch or anything, that's Chinese dramas for me. So, yeah. so yeah, um, I definitely get that. So that's yeah. it. That's all my questions. But now you guys have some questions for me, which is like, I've, I I don't think I've done this before with like uh, guests. So this oh, is fun. I'm looking yo, forward yeah. to it. So you guys can just yes. like divvy up and ask the questions however you want. So yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So who are your favorite um, like C-drama actors and actresses? And like, what are your favorite works from them? So this is like, one that came to mind straight away and like people who listen to the pod they know <laughs> and that is by lou the actress by lou mm -hmm. i have been yes, a you fan post about her a lot yeah. Yeah. i've been a fan of by lou for a really long time um so i actually followed she did make it i think she started making it bigger in about 2018 so it's just mm -hmm. about the time that i started watching because i started watching december 2018 but didn't really really get into you know dramas until about halfway through 2019 which she had like quite a few works come out around about that area and um i don't know there's just something about by lou when you watch her on screen that she emotes really really well yeah. to me anyways like her characters just have this thing and also this is going to be like a weird thing but she has the most beautiful death scenes like a lot of her characters you know they've died oh, a little bit not what i thought you were gonna say no, no. but if if you've ever watched one of her like scenes where she kind of like dies and mm -hmm. it's bizarre mm -hmm. but she does these really really well because she just carries this emotion with her that mm. is just incredible and i you know i really really loved her so one of my favorite works from her right i mean <laughs> no surprise that it's till the end of the movie like I love her character <laughs> I need um, to watch that that so that is angst angst and more angst oh. so you need to be ready for that but I'll prepare my heart. I yeah do do but like the storytelling in this drama is ridiculous it's like there's mm -hmm. so many little things that connect all the plots and all the lifetimes and whatnot that it, it's just it's and also, like, I love By Lou and I love Till the End of the Moon, but the male lead steals that show like nobody's wow. business. Like, his acting is top notch. Um, he's actually also on, like, my little list. But, so, yeah, for By Lou, Till the End of the Moon and One and Only is, like, my other, like, 
favorite of hers like one and only and forever and ever are like tied together for me um yeah so yeah I absolutely loved her in both of those but to be fair like I've watched almost every single drama she's in and she has not let me down um in terms of chemistry Mm. she just has this really good chemistry with all of her co-stars to the point that whenever she's doing a new drama and she's like um recording with you know and it's coming on air there's always dating rumors because her chemistry tends to be like that good she's had like dating rumors with every single one of her co-stars because like the chemistry tends to be um yeah i love that that's how it should always be yeah so she better yeah. be top paid too. She better be getting that money, the coins. She is working. She really is. Okay. She's busy and booked. She is. But then again, like mm, Chinese right. actors and actresses are always like they literally are going from one drama to the next constantly. Like they mm. are booked and busy a lot of the time. So so yeah. yeah. So the other I've got another. I've got like I think I think I wrote down four, four or five. Um, so Lu Yun Shi, who is the guy who just played the male lead until the end of the moon, and I actually have known him for a really long time because he plays the second male lead in Ashes of Love, which was my first um drama, mm-hmm. and even there like he i i already really liked his acting and his you know character there the problem has been that he hasn't really found good scripts so he's the type Mm. of actor who i really enjoy but his scripts don't often like his dramas don't often land for me yeah till the end Mm. of the moon changed all of that and people were like oh my god he can actually act he plays like three different characters in this drama and you distinctively know exactly who he is at all times because of like little Mm. micro expressions little mannerisms it's like it is quite a thing to behold um i think like on uh, the with Jess and Caitlin, we were talking about it. I think all three of us were like literally just gushing about Lu Yun Chi because we loved him that much in this drama. So yeah, he's definitely like up there. I'm so excited to see what he goes on to do um next because I feel like you know it's gonna be good. Um another actor that I've got down is Xiao Zhan. Uh he's like from one of my favorite works from him is The Untamed. Um, mm-hmm. So he's just oh, another yeah. one. So I have a theme going with favorite actors and actresses. And that tends to be people that like emote really, really well on screen oh, wow. yeah. to yeah. the point where I connect with that person and I don't see that actor, I see that character. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, that is like what happened. So like, I don't know if you guys, have you guys watched The Love Between Fairy and Devil? No, no. heard good things though. You definitely <laughs> should. You definitely should. Um, but the actor in it, uh, the male lead, he's called Wang Hedi, but like a lot of people know him by like Dylan Wong. Dylan Wong. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had watched him in a couple of dramas before, and I was like, this man can't act. Like, this is, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. And then, like, Love Between Fairy and Devil came out. And I was like, well, right, but it's Shansha. I always give Shansha a try. So I'm going to try it out. Um, and then I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's not he that can he act. can't act. It's that he's been getting better and better at his roles. Because yes. he wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. an actor. He was going to do something else. He's been like getting better and better. And like all he needed was a really good script and a really mm-hmm. good director. And this was yeah. that for him. Yeah. And like you see the behind the scenes. And there's this very tragic scene 
and to the point where he is like crying like the director's done mm-hmm. yelled cut and he cannot get out of that character he's like crying bowling on the floor and like the female lead has to go and like um you know go and uh, hug him and like just comfort him to get like to shake him out of the wow. character because he's so in there that he can't escape from that moment and i'm oh like goodness. when an actor and an actress is prepared to do that then you know they go into that place where they become that character that translates onto like screen and i feel like that's it's the same like by lou there's a couple of scenes where she's had really heavy emotional scenes and the director had to like call it for the day because she just could not mm. get out of that place where wow. she was like so sad. And the thing is, you watch her behind the scenes and you watch her interviews and she's like super lively, super bubbly. Like she's always making everybody laugh. She's like that type of person. And um, so, yeah, when I, I really like when actors go to like those places and kind of like because they give you really good performances. Um, yes. So yeah, all of these actors are like that. And then I have another female, Tan Song Yoon. So she's like known as Seven Tan, like internationally, a lot of people call her mm. that. And she is the female lead from Go Ahead, but also the, oh. the, that is why I, I, I love her. Uh, yeah. But she's also done a historical called The Sword and the Brocade. I love mm-hmm. her character so much in that drama like i didn't care for a lot of the drama itself but Mm -hmm. i watched it and i was like on you know on so excited every single episode because her character is just so so damn good so yes those are like my those are like some of my favorites but i feel like uh, my list changes constantly the only constant one that has stayed on there is like by lou um but every Mm. you know those are you know people that i really look forward to their works um a lot of the time so so yeah i love that thank you so much yes I was going to ask, since I love Shanshia, what's your favorite Shanshia? But it can't be Ashes of Love because I feel like <laughs> that probably holds like a really sacred place in your heart. And I know how that is. So it can't be that. But oh, what are the ones? Like my the top. God, that is hard. So if I was going to choose, then I would have to go with Till the End of the Moon and uh, Love Between Fairy and Devil. And I cannot choose between both of them simply because they are very different stories one is like very angsty very like dark in tone and the other is a lot more lighter in tone so i can't choose between the two of them i love them um but if i was like to talk about other shianchas that maybe aren't as well known one that i really really love is um called no boundary and that is like a love story between a goddess and a human and you know they kind of like team up to solve cases and stuff like that so it's really really interesting i really enjoyed that one and that one is one that is like not as well known as like one of not one of the big ones so yeah i would go for something like that and then i absolutely loved one that's called the legends and that's because of the pairing that stars by lu and shu kai and them two together brilliant they put shu kai in this like wig which is kind of like black hair but it's got um like tones of blue running through it and it just looks really really good so yeah 
and like Bailu plays like a demoness in it and yeah it's mm. it's like one of those stories so like those are my go like the ones that I really really enjoyed um I don't know there might be some reshuffling when I finally get to 10 miles of beach blossoms uh, come on <laughs> yeah. but like if yes. I like if I were to choose like top top then I'd have to go with like love between fairy and devil until the end of the moon like I cannot like put you know because they're very different dramas so i can't choose between like they share top spot for me i think so so yeah lillian is this is a sincere question is that because of its recency do you think it's a recency bias or like 10 years from now you still will say the same thing you think really it's timeless like i actually wanted to so actually um like I can say that now and maybe I might change my mind but I feel like I had really big emotions when I was watching both of the dramas Mm -hmm. and I feel like so actually I do want to do like a series on the podcast where I go back and revisit some of these dramas re-watch them Mm -hmm. and like see how I feel um Mm -hmm. but with Love Between Fairy and Devil I just feel like it's such a beautiful like um story that you know, there's a lot more under the surface than the love story, I think. And I mm. I just really, really enjoy it. With like, um, Till the End of the Moon, the chemistry for this drama, it's insane. By Lou mm. and Lu Yun Shi together, it's like crazy. And there's like with Till the End of the Moon, there's a lot of like rewatching factor because there's so many details. There's like details in episode 13 that come back in episode 38 to link wow. story bits together. So it's, it's like when stuff like that happens, taking into account that this was, there's two screenwriters and this was the two screenwriters first credited role, like as screenwriters, I was wow. like mind blown. Um, So I don't think I will quite be, you know, over um these two dramas in terms of like Shiancha. There might be like, I, there's always a possibility that others may come around and I may love yeah. them just as much, but I don't think these ones will ever be, you know, that I don't think mean. they'll be ever something quite uh, like them. They can be just sense. as good. They like can be just as good dramas as them, but yeah, I, I think I will still love them in, you know, five years time, 10 mm-hmm. years time. I think I will still very much um, enjoy both of them. So, so mm-hmm. to the point, right. I don't actually like, it's really hard to, and I don't, um buy merch a lot of the time but i actually mm-hmm. bought merch for both of these dramas i've got wow. like wow okay pins. the love I've is got, real yeah, yeah yeah i've got like pins for love between fairy and devil i've got like mugs and i've got like little figurines for till the end of the moon so yeah they like i they will be around they're very special dramas i think oh i love it love that Lilian, how many drama? How many dramas have you watched? Chinese dramas? <laughs> have you seen? Oh God, I I don't know. So I because MDL is kind of like all mixed up, isn't it? So on MDL, mm. I I've got I think seven hundred and something, which is insane. That uh, you've watched? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy. Is that yeah. C dramas, K dramas, Japanese, Thai? All that's of all. Them. Of them. Yeah. Okay. All of the dramas. That is all of the dramas i don't know like i don't know the separate because i don't keep like different lists for them uh it, it actually would be interesting to go through and like count them up i have like <laughs> mdl is saying 793 
since 20 since the very end of 2018 like if what? i was if i was to be very realistic they need to pay you they need no to honestly to this is to be your full time like um i think if i was being realistic it'd be more like middle of 2019 because i watched ashes of love in december 2018 and then didn't really watch anything for a good few months into 2019 so yeah it's uh i, I don't look at those numbers very often because i'm like i don't know i feel like uh uh it makes me sound like i've got no life i do i promise i do but i have a life i promise oh my goodness I think those dramas were also um, like influenced by the fact that in, you know, pandemic years, we couldn't right. really do anything. I couldn't right. really go anywhere. Like I couldn't go back home and like you still had to take your holiday because obviously in the UK, you have like 24 days a year of like paid holiday. So you have yeah. to take it or you kind of like lose it yeah uh, a lot of the time so i was like just home a lot of the time so i got to watch a lot of stuff a lot of stuff and i think like i watch a lot of on-air stuff so uh, because yes. of that that really does help like pop those numbers up yeah, i'm just trying to find excuses yeah. now <laughs> oh yeah no like i no i totally get it because like i'm an on-air girly too so like it really does like your year-end numbers end up being crazy because you're mm -hmm. like whoa i watched a lot like i yeah. didn't even realize <laughs> so it definitely adds up for sure that is impressive well, you. <laughs> when you said 700 i thought like oh these are like does this include dramas you want to watch like i was no. like what is this no, no, that's no, impressive no, that, that, that's just dramas that i've watched wow wow that's a lot of dramas <laughs> <laughs> um I also wanted to know what are your like modern C drama recommendations? I wrote these down. I like I went through my drama list and I wrote some oh, of them yay. down. Oh, thank you. So obviously we've already talked about go ahead. I yes. what I did I'm gonna is, write these down. I kind of wrote them in like um I kind of went and like did some from different genres. So we mm -hmm. have like a little bit of everything. So yeah. go ahead is like your found family, you know drama i it's one of the best found families i have found uh you know i i didn't write down uh meet yourself but mm -hmm. i know now mm -hmm. you you've watched yes meet yourself yes. i've started it yes yeah. meet yourself is also like a brilliant uh you know um found family i feel like chinese dramas when they come out of the cities into the countryside they work really really well mm -hmm. you don't get them very often but they do work very very well but yeah, yeah. go ahead mothers are all horrible but the fathers are great or the father yes. is great and the, the the journey i just love i absolutely love following like a kid into like yes. teenagehood and then into Coming adulthood yeah. yeah so this one is one of the best ones that and obviously it's sas tan song yoon she's like she does so well i just i really like her so yeah go ahead and then if you're looking for something that's like a little bit crime thriller something along those lines there's a drama that came out last year and it's called mm -hmm. reset and mm -hmm. that's a pretty big one reset is only yeah. like i think 16 episodes so it's fairly you know it's really really good for you to like dip your toes into chinese dramas and mm -hmm. it's basically about our male lead and our female lead they kind of like get on a bus and mm -hmm. then as they're going along they get to this like um you know um bridge and the bus the bus blows up and then like they kind of wake up again and they're inside the bus again so they're kind of like stuck in a time loop wow. yeah. and they have to 
figure out what's happening, how to like break the time loop, how to like stop the bus from blowing up and all yeah. of that. And every time it happens, they don't know if they're going to wake up again. So they're like, you know, racing against time and against all of these things because they don't know if it's going to, you know, if they're going to get another chance to sort of figure out what's happening. Really yeah. interesting story. I really loved the, um, you know how it was written how it was solved so yeah that that went really good and again it's only 16 episodes so it's a really good like starter drama uh, right. of sorts so yeah that that's so cool yeah it's Thank really it, really it was really really good um and then like for another crime thrillery one i've got something that's called under the skin and that is like this oh. so basically this uh guy is like a sketch artist but he has um it's not like a superpower these people do actually exist in china and they kind of like from a skull they'll be able to sketch like a face that you know is supposed to be the face of that person wow. and that's really really interesting and it's kind of like his story he teams up with like a cop and they're like solving cases and the cases are really interesting and there's like obviously a you know background overarching plot as well that goes with that so those are like two of my favorite um like crime thriller yeah. things, you know, they're all set in modern times. And then another one that I have is called Lighter in Princess. Mm -hmm. I really I love that. I love that drama. I love that drama. It was so good. The it angst. Is. The angst. Yeah. Okay. The angst is real. And I am a real big fan of dramas that kind of like drop you in the middle of the plot and then like they skip backwards to tell you how the characters got to that point yeah. and I love stories like that we don't get them very often but I feel like that's really interesting storytelling because you're like all of the time you're like how do these like these characters right now get to the point that we watched yes. in episode one and you're like yeah. trying to figure it out so lighter and princess is that I do know like that Lighter and Princess isn't a drama that's going to be for everybody because the male lead is really cold. He's just like yes. absurd a lot of the time. Um, but I enjoyed it because of that, because the characters were really gray characters. They were like selfish and whatnot. But I feel like at that age in college, you know, it's kind of like you're trying to discover yourself. You can't, you right. know, it is the time to be selfish and to like do the things that you want to do and whatnot. So I really right. enjoyed it for that because it was, you know, gray characters and it felt like, you know, almost real in a sense. Um, so yeah, that's what I enjoyed about it, like for for that drama. Yes, that one's on my list. That was it's that, already that, on my yeah, watch yeah. list too. Cause yeah, Oriella told me about that one a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And then I have one that's called uh, Unrequited Love. That's from oh. 2019. Like mm -hmm. that because I I specify the year because there is two dramas that are right. the same story and they are the same name, Unrequited Love. The one that I'm talking about, the 2019 version, is 24 episodes. The okay. like the other version is 30 something episodes. And I feel like the 2019 shorter version is the better version. Oh, okay, um, okay. And basically the story is there's this girl who fell in love with this guy um, back in high school and she is like really like kind of drawn in and she doesn't really talk to people a lot and doesn't have a lot of friends or anything like that. And basically the um, she's never told the guy that she likes him. They end up at the same college 
And what I liked about this is like when you first watch it, you think it's going to be like a really peppy, you know, drama and whatnot. But actually, once you get into it, there's a lot more depth to the drama than like you were, mm. you know, originally thinking it would have. Um, so, mm. yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. There's a little there's quite a bit of angst in this one, because obviously, like, you know, she's in love with him and she has been yeah. for a very long time um and then when they meet back up in college he's really intrigued by her um but he like he doesn't really remember that they went to the same school or anything like that so yeah it's really interesting i really enjoyed mm. that one and i feel like it's like one that is less known um yeah but yeah so that's like what i went for that one then like for a rom-com one of my favorite rom-coms is a drama called the day of becoming you and it's a body switch drama so basically <laughs> there is this um like blogger journalist and there is a famous like uh star k-pop star not k-pop because it's chinese drama but like an yeah. idol there's an idol <laughs> yeah. and he's really brooding he's really really like you know drawn in and whatnot right. and something happens between them and they switch bodies and the comedy this is one of the best like switch bodies dramas that i have watched like out of everything <laughs> just because they do it so well so well like you mm. can see through the mannerisms so this male lead his name is steven zhang and naz you will meet him because he is the one of the brothers from go ahead great oh. actor he's a really really good actor as well i you know um i have watched quite a few dramas from him and i've always enjoyed whatever he's in he's you know yeah. his performances always deliver but like the comedic timing in this drama is just so well done it's like i don't know i loved it i really did the chemistry between the two actors just works so well and there's like the funny story where you know she kind they've switched bodies and she is like it's her time of the month and like her acting is <laughs> hilarious because she's like as him she's like you yeah. know and i didn't feel like at any point sometimes these like uh stories can be like a little bit cringy or you can have like a right. little bit of secondhand embarrassment but right. i didn't i definitely didn't like i just really really enjoyed the two of them together and like the story itself and then like them trying to figure out what sets it off because they'll swap and then they don't know how to swap back and then like they have to figure out how to swap back but then it happens again where they swap a couple more times and they're like trying to figure out what's happening and trying to get on with their lives at the same time um oh my gosh that one's this one sounds so fun like you are really selling this one like i'm i yeah i really want to watch this one like as soon as possible <laughs> and this one isn't very very long either so yeah, yeah so i just looked it up it's like 26 episodes i think yeah. so and the day bad. of becoming you another selling point for you nas one of the screenwriters also wrote meet yourself so there you go oh you, you know they uh they uh they, it's like a trio so it's director yeah and two screenwriters and they tend to work together quite a bit and um mm. yeah that one is also that and like the way these two screenwriters they just write really good characters mm. yeah so these are like two screenwriters that i tend to look you know forward to and i tend to keep an eye out um on them so yeah and then i've got two more 
one I chose uh, is My Fated Boy, and that is like a Nuna romance. Um, I love a Nuna romance. Yeah. <laughs> it's really well done, really well done. These, like, the two parents kind of, like, know each other, and also some of the best parents that I've seen in, like, dramas they're both really really supporting and really caring and basically this guy has kind of like um you know they've known each other since they were kids she is obviously a lot not a lot i think they've got like an age gap i can't remember how long you know i think it's like five ten years maybe between them and i just feel like it's really good like the conversations they have with each other and the way they like solve problems together because obviously like age gaps don't necessarily have to be a problem but right. like there's conversations that need to be had when there is an age gap and they do those really really well so that's my fated boy and then just the last one like if you want a really good like this is just pure youth drama it's yeah. a drama called our secret and that one is basically like um these two like the male lead and the female lead kind of like knew each other um and they like she moves to like a new town and whatnot and she's like trying to um like become this other person but obviously mm -hmm. he knows her and they kind of like butt heads constantly but then obviously that forms into you know a relationship so it's kind of like it's a really really good one as well so yeah that is it I could ramble on forever but I won't anymore <laughs> I love this thank you so much Lillian you're the best you're truly the seed drama queen thank you I've watched really? enough of them. I've watched enough of them. Yes, <laughs> clearly you you definitely are like the queen. Plus, <laughs> oh, I mean that is yeah. impressive. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, I just have one more question for me. I was just since we were talking about podcasting with us, I just wanted to know like, what do you love the most about podcasting and like sharing your love for sea dramas? So I think like one of the i've said it a couple of times but i think like one of my favorite favorite things that have come out of the podcast is the fact that i got to like interact and meet like other creatives within the community so like you guys yeah. and like jess and caitlin yes. and like all of these like really cool people that i would have necessarily not you know gone in to kind of like chat to them uh if I hadn't been podcasting so I think that's like one of my favorite things but also like just I think trying to get because I think like a lot of people love Korean dramas Japanese dramas wherever it may be but when it comes to like Chinese dramas I think it's a little bit harder to get people to kind of like watch them and I yeah. feel like there's really good ones out there you just have to find the ones that you know work for you and I feel yeah. like it's so vast um and I love it when somebody like comes and chats to me and then tells me, oh, you know, I watched that drama that you talked about it and I really, really loved it. And I was like, you can then share the love of a drama with somebody yes. new. And I feel like that's just something that, you know, I absolutely love. So yeah, between like coming across other content creators that I wouldn't necessarily have. And I feel like I've created like really good friendships through that. So mm -hmm. that's not something I was necessarily expecting to come out of the podcast, but it has. And it's been such a great, you know, addition, like surprise. And then like, obviously the listeners just kind of like telling you that they tried a drama or that they really enjoyed watching a drama or whatever it may be. Because when I first started like podcasting, it's going to, it's coming up on like on my one year anniversary, which is crazy oh, to me. Congratulations. Crazy. Uh. I know it's insane. And I was like, well, it's coming up on my one year anniversary and um, 
you know, um, I was thinking back and I was like, I didn't think it was going to, you know, so many people were kind of like, you know, going to come and chat. I was like, well, at least I'm just talking. Like I can just share whatever it may be, but if nobody really listens and then like people do listen and I'm still mind blown by that every single time. So yeah. Yeah. That's, I think like my favorite things about them. Yes. And I've already mentioned it before, but I'm truly grateful for your like, especially on Instagram, because that's when I see a lot of your posts the most, like explaining what's happening, what dramas has come out, because without you, I wouldn't know. Oh, thank you. Um, so super grateful for your platform. So it's helped me a lot. Oh, thank you. Uh, again, I love listening to you guys as well. I feel like this is always great because we feel like a little bit almost like whenever I do a guest episode and it's because like I tend to do guest episodes with people that I listen you know their podcasts and stuff like that because I feel like there's already some common ground there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so whenever I do record I feel like oh my god you know they listen to me but I listen to that it's like (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah yeah it's always it's always a lot a lot of fun so so yeah that that's it i feel like we've done a great episode this was so much fun guys it was it was thank you so much for having us it's truly an honor it was just so great to like meet you finally see you in person so super super exciting thank you so much thank you so much thank you thank you this has been another episode of the tea and soju asian drama podcast i'm your host liliana and you can come and chat to me on instagram tea and soju pod or one word and on twitter tea underscore soju underscore pod you can also email me at tea and soju podcast at gmail.com if you would like to support this podcast please consider joining patreon for extra content lastly if you enjoy this podcast please help by rating and reviewing wherever you listen to help others find this drama corner i'll leave everything linked in the description notes see you next time for more asian drama chatter Thank you.